in a world longing for spiritual renewal, the companions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, answered the call of sincere believers. Their faith and unwavering commitment to Islam lit a flame of hope in a world engulfed in darkness. Join us on Footprints as we journey through the remarkable lives of these companions, exploring their enduring legacy and lessons that they left behind for all of humanity. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa usalli wa usallimu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil-alameen Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihadihi wa qtada bi sunnati ila yawmiddin wa ba'd Welcome back to our series on the lives of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and we hope you've been enjoying it until now Today inshallah we will discuss another one of the early forerunners to Islam as well the same companion who met Bilal bin Rabah radiallahu anhu at the door of Darul Arqam when he questioned Bilal radiallahu anhu as to why he was there and Bilal radiallahu anhu put the same question before him as well and amazingly both Bilal and you probably already guessed it Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhuma both of them were there for the same exact reason and one what, what what was the reason to listen to what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was preaching what was the messenger of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we know that same day later on that evening both of them would embrace islam and indeed they would go on to become two of the greatest muslims from that galaxy of the companions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu we know is the son of Yasir radiallahu anhu and Sumayya radiallahu anha so a little bit very quickly about the father of Ammar radiallahu anhu Yasir radiallahu anhu was from the tribe the people of Qahtan who he was an Ansi hailing from Yemen and he was an Arab whereas the mother of Ammar radiallahu anhu Sumayya radiallahu anha she was actually from Abyssinia and she was from Abyssinia and Ammar radiallahu anhu was a freed slave from the Banu Makhzum tribe and this was because of his mother being a uh, an African as well nonetheless so Ammar radiallahu anhu is a brown he is tall man he's got these bluish black eyes he's got these broad shoulders and he chose not to dye his beard we will find in some of the, the description of some of the companions they just chose to go with their gray hair for until they left this world whereas some decided to use henna which was a practice that was of course done by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well so Ammar radiallahu anhu decided that he would actually not go with henna or apply any dye to his beard and he was also bald we find in his description that he was bald from the front of his head this Ammar alongside his mother and his father they would be put through similarly like Bilal bin Rabah and Amir bin Fuhaira because these were the early forerunners to Islam who were actually slaves and because they didn't have the support and they didn't have anybody to help them or to shelter them they went through it the worst Ammar radiallahu anhu and his son uh, sorry his father Yasir radiallahu anhu his mother Sumayya radiallahu anhu they went through untold sufferings like Bilal radiallahu anhu also 
He was made to lie down in the scorching sand of Makkah al-Mukarramah. He was made to starve and boulders or stones were also placed over his chest. And the Prophet ﷺ actually used to go by and he would pass by the place where Ammar and his mother and father were being tortured. And he used to comfort them, he used to console them and pacify them to tell them, Sabran, Sabran Alayasir fa inna mawaidakum al Jannah. You know, be patient, be patient, perseverance, oh the family of Yasir, because you are guaranteed that your abode will be ultimately the gardens of Jannah. And it was Ammar radiallahu anhu amazingly who on one occasion saw Bilal bin Rabah being tortured by those who put him through endless uh, torture and persecution as well. And he, he recited at that time a few couplets. He said, Jazallahu khayran an Bilalin wa sahbihi atiqan wa akhza fakihan wa aba jahli ashiyatahamma fi Bilalin bisawatin wa lam yahdhura ma yahdhuru al-mar'u dhal-aqli bitawheedihi rabba al-anami wa qawlihi shahidtu bi anna Allah rabbiya ala mahli fa'in yaqtuluni yaqtuluni falam basically he went through untold suffering and hardship he so Ammar is praising Bilal for what he underwent and despite the fact that Allah had given him the concession allowed him to say something with his tongue that would please Umayyah bin Khalaf and the others that put him through the sufferings he chose not to. So Ammar also curses in the same uh, in the same stanzas, in the same couplets. He curses those who put Bilal through the difficulty and hardship. These were those, by the way, they those who first accepted Islam at the hands of the Prophet, those who supported and protected Islam and the Prophet right from the get-go, from the from, from the beginning. And it doesn't matter that these people were not people of affluence or these weren't people of, regardless, they may have started at the bottom, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed them to reach heights that were completely unfathomable. Ammar bin Yasir is a great, an extremely great companion. And what makes him a rather little, a little, there's just a slight little difference between him and Bilal radiallahu anhu because there's many similarities between the two is that Bilal radiallahu anhu did not take the concession. He continued, ahadun ahad, ahadun ahad, and he continued to persevere and tolerate all sorts of hardships, some of which we mentioned in our episode on Bilal bin Rabah radiallahu Ammar bin Yasir understood that this is Allah announcing this concession to us from above the heavens, so he took it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said if they were forced and compelled, it was coercion as a result of which they had to say something, it was absolutely fine. So Ammar bin Yasir said something, but there's absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. So uh, he was filled. The Prophet has praised his companion on numerous occasions. The Prophet said from his toes to his head he is filled with iman he is filled with iman and this is why aisha radiallahu anha used to say that if anybody were to ask me an opinion regarding somebody else somebody regarding whom i could give an opinion with no reservations no hesitations it is ammar bin yasr for this very same reason because i had heard the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam say that he is filled with iman ammar bin yasr radiallahu anhu is filled with iman now Ammar radiallahu anhu, another 
special trait of this remarkable individual is that the Prophet ﷺ said about him, Whenever Ammar was given a choice to choose between two things, he always chose the better one and he always chose the easier one and the one which was a more rightly guided decision that was the choice of Ammar bin Yasir and when in one hadith in one tradition we find that the Prophet وسلم, praises certain companions he also tells us and if you want to follow the guidance of anyone then follow the guidance of Ammar bin Yasir so Ammar, of course, is from the Meccans. He would migrate from Mecca to Al-Mukarramah to Madinah Al-Munawwara. He would join the Prophet ﷺ in numerous battles. He participates in Badr. He participates in other battles after Badr as well. We make mention specifically of Badr because we know for a fact that the most illustrious battle in the history of Islam was the Battle of Badr. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speaks about this in the Holy Quran as well. Nonetheless, another one of the many great virtues or merits of Ammar bin Yasir is that he is the first to have constructed and built a masjid in Islam. Before the Prophet reached Madinah al-Munawwara, when he chose to halt and stop at a city called Quba, which every one of us is instructed to visit when we go to either Hajj or Umrah to the Haramain, then we should also make it a practice of visiting Masjid Quba as well, for which we know the reward is absolutely tremendous. That Masjid was first built by the great Ammar bin Yasir And this is after the Ka'batullah Sharifa. This is the first Masjid in Islam. So you can imagine how, what a, what a, an honor this individual enjoys that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with that he is the one who constructs the Masjid in Quba. Nonetheless, he would participate in many numerous battles and he would also take uh, take part in Yawmul Yamama, which is that that the, the battle in which um, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is uh, he reckons with the forces of Musaylamat al kadhab one of the imposters, one of the false prophets who had a tremendous followers, a tremendous number of followers, and who began, as a matter of fact, his his claim to false prophethood while the Prophet ﷺ was still alive and the Prophet ﷺ had called him back but unfortunately he continued in his ways until finally he was killed by a very great companion Wahshi ibn Harb anhu in that same battle of the Yawmul Yamama. So nonetheless um, Ammar bin Yasir anhu was a man who who, who was very special, he was very close to the Prophet When the Prophet used to greet Ammar or when Ammar used to enter into the gathering of the Prophet he used to address him with these words, marhaban, marhaban Welcome to the pure and purified one. This is the manner in which the Prophet used to address Ammar bin Yasir. Marhaban bitayyib al-mutayyib. Welcome to the pure and the purified one, i.e. Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So the Prophet also mentioned regarding this same individual that uh, he would ultimately be killed by the group of transgressors. Now this takes us to a very sad part of the history of Islam, though it does become a stigma, it's quite awkward 
to make mention of it. We don't go into the details, of course, but we know when there was civil, civil unrest amongst the Muslims and uh, there was uh, two parties which consisted both of the Muslims, namely the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu would also join this expedition or this battle. He was a part of this battle and as per the prophecy that was made regarding Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu that he would be killed by Al-Fi'atul Baghiyah, it was Ammar radiallahu anhu's last battle. This was when he would meet his end. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pleasant. But uh, this is. He was also told by the Prophet ﷺ a prophecy would made was made to him that the last um, drink that he would have in this world is milk, and that was exactly it for Ahmad bin Yasir He had the milk and he joined the battle, and that was when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala called him back. It was a man by the name of Abu Ghadia Al Muzani who struck Ahmad bin Yasir with a spear and then. Unfortunately, um, it was that's when he met his coveted end. And Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu said that any Muslim, any Muslim for whom the death of Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu is not a huge calamity, then that Muslim must be misguided. Because this was indeed a tremendous loss to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When these individuals left the Ummah, this is when the Ummah lost its strength. The might and the power of the Ummah started to diminish at the loss, the tragic loss of legends, the likes of Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Ali radiallahu anhu, when remembering him, would say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have uh, mercy on Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu the day he was born. And may Allah have mercy on him the day he died, the day he was killed. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on him on the day when he is resurrected, yawm yuba'thu yawm al-qiyamah, when he is uh, resurrected before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, i.e. on the Day of Judgment. Ali radiallahu anhu is also reported to have said that there was none from amongst the elderly, the more senior companions of the Prophet sallallahu There wasn't a single one who didn't consider the death of Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu one that that it or the being of Ammar rather that that he was guaranteed Jannah. Any senior companion, if they were asked regarding Ammar bin Yasir they would all unanimously agree that he was too indeed amongst the people of Jannah. So he had been given these glad tidings for Jannah by the Prophet And the Prophet had also mentioned regarding Ammar bin Yasir Wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or wherever Ammar bin Yasir anhu goes, the haq, the truth, goes with Ammar bin Yasir as well. This was a little bit about the life of Ammar bin Yasir anhu during uh, the Khilaf of Umar bin Khattab. Anhu. He was appointed as the governor of uh, a city called Kufa, and uh, Umar anhu had said to the people, had instructed them that I am not sending to you any any ordinary companion. Though I've, I've said this in other episodes as well, not a single companion from the group of companions is ordinary to begin with. But there are those that are outstanding. And Umar made this clear to the people of Kufa, who sadly, who are unfortunately some very 
and they're people at, at whose hands some of the greatest Sahaba who met their ends. So anyhow, the people of Kufa were instructed or told by Umar ibn Khattab that I have sent to you, dispatched to you, a very high-bred companion. This is a companion who is from the elite of the companions of the Messenger Therefore, you listen to him, one. Whatever it is that he's, appoint, he's instructed you to do, you, you take into consideration, great consideration, his instructions, and two, you do whatever it takes to emulate him. Now, we know it's easy for us to listen to the instructions of somebody, but it's not as easy for us to follow somebody in their actions. Umar was convinced that not only the words of this man were guidance for the people, but the actions of this man as well. We have a proverb in the Farsi language that says, you listen to what so-and-so tells you to do, but you don't do what so-and-so does themselves. The words, when somebody preaches to you, that's easy to listen to because, I mean, everybody hopefully preaches what's right. But a person's actions may possibly not be in line with whatever it is that they preach. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum were a different breed. And they saw this in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam as well. Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu anhu, who was a Jew, a notable Jew before accepting Islam, he said that I saw in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he came to Medina, whatever it was that he preached to the people, he was the first to practice it himself. Umar radiallahu anhu told the people of Kufa, you listen to what he says, and you emulate him. You copycat this individual and you follow him. Whatever you see Ammar radiallahu anhu doing, you follow him. For we know that the Prophet told us, You follow the guidance of this companion, Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And uh, Alqama went to Syria a tabi'i or a sahabi, he says, I came to Syria, when I came to Syria, I saw that is, uh, I, I saw the people. So I inquired from the people, is there anybody from amongst you, in the, the people of Syria, is there anybody from amongst you that is, that is protected by shaitan? Is there anybody that is protected by shaitan? And they, they inform me, yes, if there's anybody for whom we can give that, it must have been Ammar bin Yasir. He dies in the Battle of Safin. He was probably aged 97 or 93 years old. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to be in the ranks of Ammar bin Yasir and the others. Stay tuned for the next episode on the lives of the Sahaba.